Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or even IDP, we got you covered all season long. Let's do it, let's do it, let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, and of course, I'm your host, John June, and of course, as always, got my guy, my co-host, Greg Penniman. Yo. Greg, what is good, man? What's goody, what's goody? You know, we continuing strong off that part one, about to get right into this part two, uh, all this news. Uh, let's get money time so I can, uh, you know, continue my championship run, really. Yeah, man, we've all got these runs that we're trying to get on. Uh, one league or another, one one week, one way or another, we, we got to get these chips, man. But this week thirteen, gotta gotta get to it, man. Gotta get through this week thirteen if we want to have an opportunity. Some of us want to have an opportunity to win this chip. Some of us are just prepping for these playoffs. Um, but you know what? Still, still want to be dialed in. Still want to know what's happening in, in some of these matchups, some of these players to keep an eye on. Uh, but before we get into part two. Uh, just got to cover some brief news uh, that hit yesterday. So uh, one of the news items, uh, first off, Vegas running back Josh Jacobs, he is out with that ankle injury. Uh, so uh, Devontae Booker, it seems like, will be the lead back here. Uh, Jalen Richard also uh, potentially coming back from an injury, uh, but should be Devontae Booker here. Uh, Greg how do you see Devontae Booker in this matchup against the Jets? Um, you know, we, we thought Josh Jacobs was going to struggle a little bit. Um, you know, Devontae Booker does have a little better pass catching value for sure. Much better than, than Josh Jacobs. Um, but I will still just look to the more of the passing game on this one for this offense. Uh, Darren Waller and the receivers. Um, I'm not really hoping for a huge day. Um, probably like can give you some uh, low and flex value, I think. Frank or Devontae Booker? Frank Gore. Yeah, I think I would. I think in PPR league, I would go Devontae Booker just because, like you were saying, that pass catching upside. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I think I would probably have to go Devontae Booker either way, though, just because, you know, the running back on a winning team. Although, you know, I do agree with you, the Jets' run defense is pretty good. So, you know, if anything, it's going to be by way of pass catching, I feel like, for Devontae Booker, which, you know, I think is going to be more valuable for true uh for you know in, given the matchup here uh but anyway uh, also um something that came up yesterday was Dar- uh Daryl Bevel came out you know head coach offensive coordinator play caller for for the Detroit Lions came out and said that uh DeAndre Swift who's been dealing with the illness and, and obviously the concussion will have a small package of plays on Sunday, so that's definitely not encouraging. That's not mm-hmm. the workhorse role that he was had that he had before going out with the concussion. So uh, I'm tempering my expectations. I I had him as a an, a strong RB two. Uh, now I've I've downgraded him personally to a flex play. Um, Greg, where are you at with uh, with DeAndre Swift? Uh, yeah, it's unfortunate that he you know he's probably not going to get that opportunity that he was getting uh the couple weeks before he got the concussion um getting you know close to about 20 touches a game almost uh so i think you know uh you would definitely temper your expectations um i wouldn't be opposed to if you were scared to, to, to bench him with that that uh just the, the number of plays but 
um, especially with the matchup too. Uh, AP is uh, also there. Uh, he played well last week. Um, Akeem Hicks and Khalil Mack are a little banged up, so uh, maybe they could lean to AP more, especially in the red zone. Yeah, I mean, uh, DeAndre Swift also still has that pass catching upside as well, so that's that's also mixed in. So it's not a complete floor play there, or I mean, uh, a completely bo- bottomless floor play with DeAndre Swift. But like like you said, it'd be a little risky to play him. Uh, I I took him out of my lineup completely. I'm starting mm-hmm. Jonathan Taylor o- over him um, mm-hmm. in in a matchup. I think I would go Frank Gore over him as well. So. Um, that's kind of where I'm at with DeAndre Swift. And, and, and I really, really did like him even, you know, the matchup's not even enticing enough. Like you said, uh, Swift, or uh, uh, Hicks is out. So, or potentially out. So, uh, that could, you know, be, be an upside there for him, but it's just, you know, small package of plays that just kind of scares me off a little bit. Right. Right. Um, and then Zach Ertz is coming back from that ankle injury. Obviously, we're going to cover the Philadelphia Eagles and the Green Bay Packers uh, in this matchup or in, in this set of matchups, part two. Um, but in part one, we covered Cincinnati at Miami, Cleveland at Tennessee, Detroit at Chicago, Indianapolis at Houston, Jacksonville at Minnesota, Las Vegas at the New York Jets, New Orleans at Atlanta, L.A. Rams at Arizona. Uh, New New York Giants at Seattle Woo. and the New England Patriots at the L.A. Chargers. Sounds like a lot of games, man. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a lot of games that we covered, which means we got less games to cover today. But um, timestamps are is available in the show notes for all of those games, uh, as will be available for these games as well. Uh, starting with our first matchup, man, the um, three seven and one. Philadelphia Eagles traveling to Green Bay to take on the 8-3 and three Green Bay Packers. This is a 48-point total. The Packers are 8-point favorites in terms of injuries. Uh, the, the, uh, cart, or the Packers have a bunch of guys on defense that are limited, uh, but Alan Lazard, wide receiver, is also limited with the core injury that he, he obviously uh, had surgery on and was dealing with for the last couple weeks, um, or few weeks rather. Uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles, Darius Slay, he was limited participant with a calf. As I mentioned before, Zach Ertz, he is returning uh, from that ankle injury. It was limited participant in practice this week. Uh, and, you know, on the uh, coaching front, uh, Philadelphia Eagles are, are now having assistant coach uh, Press Taylor. Um, you know, he called plays on Sunday for against Green Bay. Uh, Doug Peterson still plans to be involved, but uh, the plan right the plan right now is that the the brother of Bengals head coach Zach Taylor uh, and the quarterback coach and passing game coordinator for the Eagles, uh, Press Taylor, will call plays on Sunday. So that's going to be a change for the Eagles uh, this coming Sunday. Greg, how are you uh, approaching this matchup? Uh, I'm gonna take the over in this game. I'm taking the Eagles to cover, but I'm gonna take the Green Bay Packers to win. Um, on this Eagle side, uh, I think Wentz is a solid QB2 option. I think he gives you that 15 to 16 range. He, you know, he played, still got way able to give you a good fantasy day last week against Seattle, um, even though he didn't look like he played very well. Um, Miles Sanders, this running game in, in the general is in a good spot for the Eagles. Miles Sanders in a good spot. Uh, definitely, I have him as a high in RB2. You know, that, that upside that we were, you know, the RB1 upside that we hope we were getting, uh, having been getting in the, the last couple of weeks. The opportunity was there when he first came back. 
but uh, not the production. And then now the touches were down last week uh, with Boston Scott trickling up. Uh, he's got second most receptions last week, so I think he also has some flex value in this one. Um, Goddard, he's back to the tight end one level, even with Zach Ertz being back. Um, I think the receivers, though, their upside has been pretty much diminished after, you know, with Wentz. Um, Rager does have some PPR flex value because, you know, he's since he's been back, he's averaging about 6.3 targets per game. Uh, so I think you can throw him out there as a, as a you know, a PPR flex. And a desperation play at tight end is also Richard Rodgers. Uh, also, you know, he's still being involved. In, you know, Zach Ars might be back, so, but we'll, we'll see. It might be a change with you saying the play caller too. So I don't really know for sure how, how the uh, target share will be. Uh, on the Packers side, Aaron Rodgers, you got to play. Aaron Jones, both top five plays. If uh, Darius Slay is hurt in any way or limited in any way, Devontae Adams is going to kill him no matter what. Uh, he's a wide receiver one. Uh, Robert Tunyon, you can start as a tight end one. Uh, and Alan Lazard, I'm probably fading him a little bit. I'm probably more going to the MVS side. He's got the easier matchup, and uh, I think he could get a touchdown in this one. Um, I'm with you on the game. I'm going to take the over, the Eagles to cover, the Packers to win. Uh, you know, Green Bay does allow the fourth most fantasy points per game to the running back position. Uh, you know, like you were saying, Miles Sanders, he didn't get the touches or the opportunity uh, share, you know, last week that he been, he had been getting uh, previously. Uh, but I, I do think this game was an outlier. Before this game, he had tw- two uh, straight 20-plus opportunity weeks. Uh, then, you know, last week he saw nine. Uh, obviously, you know, as we found out before we started recording, Jordan Howard, he was activated from the practice squad. So curious to see what his role is. But uh, Sanders has enough upside, uh, enough enough skill level in, in this matchup here to get the job done. Um, you know, I think with this offense struggling, though, uh, you know, they have to lean on their best player in Sanders against a Green Bay rush defense that's been it's been really bad. Um, mm-hmm. And I understand Ertz is coming back, but he's been terrible. Uh, I'm still going to fire up Dallas Goddard as a tight end one. I, I really I don't have much interest in the other guys. But uh, after that, I'm pretty much, I don't know, I'm out on the rest of the Eagles. Um, Carson Wentz, he's been tough to trust. Uh, you know, Rager and you know, Fogum hasn't been getting the targets, uh, but Rager's been good, uh, you know, in terms of getting targets lately. Uh, but Jair Alexander's also on the other side. So that's potentially tough for him as well. Uh, so I, it's, it's tough to be in on any and, and I know I'm picking them to cover this so they're gonna have to score points I took the over mm-hmm. here so process makes sense it's just the uh you know the Eagles are very high variance right now yeah they are tough, definitely tough to trust yeah yeah Carson Wentz I mean with Seattle being so bad I mean Carson Wentz still had a decent day but yeah Green Bay's secondary is uh definitely much improved so it might be a test for him yeah, I'm just hoping they lean on Miles Sanders. I don't know if that's more of a hope or if that's uh, what you know, <laughs> that's what they actually is gonna what they're actually gonna do in this game. But yeah, yeah we'll you really never out. know. Never know with the Eagles, man. Um, moving on to the next matchup, man. We got the four and seven Denver Broncos traveling to Kansas City, Missouri to take on the eleven and one Kansas City Chiefs. This is Patty. A fifty and a half point over under. The Chiefs are 13.5-point favorites. In terms of injuries, uh, Jerry Judy, he's limited with that ankle and that Achilles injury. Um, Phillip Lindsay limited with uh, with the knee injury that he suffered in last week's game. And then for Kansas City, uh, 
Clyde Edwards-Alaire, he's dealing with an illness. Uh, so he was a DMP on Friday. Uh, head coach uh, head coach Andy Reid said he expects him to play. Uh, and then Brashad Breeland also dealing with an illness as well. And he was a DMP earlier in the week. Uh, in terms of the matchup, I'm going to take uh, the over here. Going to take the Chiefs to cover. I'm going to take the Chiefs to win as well. Uh, you know, Melvin Gordon, for you know, he's in play for Denver, I think, with, with um, Phillip Lindsay potentially limited with that knee injury. Uh, Tim, Tim Patrick, he's the only... Uh, you know, piece uh, outside of Noah Fant that really intri- intrigues me uh, as a deep flex play. But I, I do believe Noah Fant should get it done here, you know, in the good matchup. He's not on the injury report, so that's a good sign as well for his for his health. Uh, Kansas City, uh, you know, on the Kansas City side, start Clyde Edwards-Alaire in this matchup. I think, you know, Denver's, they've given up the second most fancy points to the running backs over the last five weeks after being relatively strong against the run in, in the previous six weeks. So I think you could start start Clyde uh, as a, an RB2 with some RB1 upside here. Um, and then obviously Mahomes, Hill, and um, and Kelsey obvious are, are all must-starts at their respective positions. And I think Le'Veon Bell has some potential uh, flex potential uh, or flex upside, you know, given the matchup here. Uh, yeah, I'm got taking the under. I'm gonna take the Chiefs to cover, and and I'm gonna take the Chiefs to win. I uh, just really find it hard for how Denver is gonna be able to score. Um, but you know they have a legit quarterback back or actual actual one back. Um, uh, not legit. Um, but definitely only interested in Melvin Gordon, Tim Patrick. I'm with you as well. Uh, pretty much on the the Denver side and Noah Fant. Um, those are the only ones I think are in play on, on the Chiefs side. Of course, you're you're starting everyone that has the uniform on. Patty, Kelsey. Hill, uh, Clyde, if he's able to go, uh, has value. But if not, uh, Le'Veon Bell definitely has some entry, especially with the spread on uh, the game script. Um, McCole, Sammy, and Demarcus Robinson, they seem like one of these guys might make your day. Um, you know, you, you could have throw you're in a good chance to make the argument to, to throw him out there because uh, the three of them will get targets. Um, and getting six, seven targets from Pat Mahomes is, you know, m- better than most people. So they, one of them can score a touchdown. Uh, I can't really give you who which one it is going to be but uh all these guys does have some uh could have potential uh, flex value yeah i think the best way to approach that those uh those guys those wide receivers that could be the wide receiver too for the chiefs on any given week is to just play them in dfs because rostering them yep in redraft is almost impossible uh because you get so frustrated on a week-to-week basis because it could literally be any any one of them, depending on how the the opposing team is is playing coverage against these guy against these guys, and which one Patrick Mahomes feels like throwing the ball to that day. So, Miko um, Hartman dropped a touchdown. What dropped what would have been a, a you know sixty seven yard touchdown last week. So, mm-hmm. yeah, um, literally could be any one of these guys. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, all right, man. Moving on to the next matchup, we got the four and seven Washington football team traveling to Pittsburgh to take on the eleven and zero undefeated uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. This is a forty-two point total. The Steelers are eight point favorites. Um, in terms of injuries, uh, outside linebacker, edge rusher uh, Bud Dupree, who who is T.J. Watt's running mate. Uh, tore his ACL on Wednesday, 
in in that game against Baltimore. Uh, so you know that's definitely a bummer. He'll be out the rest of the season. Obviously, uh, he was in a contract year. He was you know coming. He, you know uh, he was a, a franchise tag player. So um, you know no guaranteed money on the on the you know next year. But obviously you know we'll see how his free agency plays out. Uh, Steven Nelson, um, knee injury, so he's questionable. Uh, for Washington, Morgan Moses, the right tackle, uh, he's questionable in this game. And then Ryan Anderson, the uh, defensive end for the Washington football team, he is questionable as well. Uh, Greg, where are you at with this matchup? Uh, this game, I'm taking the under. I'm going to take the Steelers to cover, and I'm going to take the Steelers to win. Uh, on Washington side, I'm only interested in three people, and that's AG, uh, Terry McLaurin, and uh, Logan Thomas. Um, that's that's about it. Uh, Terry McLaurin, you know, finding his way through tough matchups all year. Even though Pittsburgh is vulnerable to you know wide receiver play, so I think he you know could score here. Uh, AG, you know, he's been solid uh, throughout the year, being a league winner for you late season. So you're starting him as a borderline RB one. Uh, Logan Thomas is going to be there as a, as a tight end that's going to be involved. Uh, so you're, you're going to take it. Um, and start him, you know, uh, on the Steelers side, definitely Big Ben, borderline QB1. He's, you know, been very sneaky good this year, you know, top five in pass attempts, uh, top five in red zone attempts and deep ball attempts. Uh, this may, the main reason he could support, you know, all three of those receivers uh, in this tough matchup, There's all three are still playable. Deontay being that wide receiver one is probably going to lead in the, the targets and receptions. Chase, the strong wide receiver two with probably the highest upside. And then Juju being that safe floor flex, you know, with some wide receiver two upside. Uh, and, you know, James Conner giving you some, I think, solid RB2 day. Uh, but, yeah, this, this Steelers offense is uh, really good. Very bad. Is James Conner going to be eligible to play? Uh, I didn't see him on the injury report, but um, I'm not sure. If not, Benny Snell did have his, you know, best game last week since, you know, the first week. Yeah, I don't think James Conner James Conner is going to be eligible to play in this game. My word. Yeah, but um, so yeah, Benny Snell. <clears throat> I'm going to take the over here. I'm going to take Pittsburgh to cover. Going to take Pittsburgh to win the game for for Washington. Yeah, Terry is a he's a volume based wide receiver one in the matchup. I mean, you know, like you like you were saying, he's going to get these targets. Um, I think AG is is a volume based RB two in this matchup. Uh, obviously, has some touchdown upside. Uh, but if you know for Pittsburgh, outside of Miles Sanders breaking a seventy-yard touchdown in Week Five, and then Baltimore running all over them in Week Eight, they they've been really good against opposing running backs. Uh, but obviously, given how AG's been dominating, or Antonio Gibson, obviously uh, that's who I'm referring to, uh, has been dominating. You know, the last few weeks, it'd be tough to sit him right now. Uh, so. You know, I just would I would start him, uh, but if I had you know other options available, maybe I would look there. But it would depend on what those options were. Uh, for Pittsburgh, I think all these pass catchers are in play, uh, including Ebron. Uh, you know, like you were saying, Deontay Johnson is going to get the targets. Chase Claypool probably has the highest upside, um, and then you know um, Juju has you know that safe floor flex. Uh, and then Ebron, I think, has a tight end one upside in this matchup against Washington. Uh, and then, you know, Benny Snell uh, should get the workload again. So uh, you, you, I think you just probably need him to score there. So Yeah, um, if it if it's Benny Snell, I'm probably lowering my expectations from more of an RB2 to RB3. But he could have flex value. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, 
All right, Greg, moving on to this next matchup. We got the 8-3 and three Buffalo Bills traveling to actually Arizona because that's where this game will take place to take on the 5-6 and six San Francisco 49ers. Uh, this is a 46.5 point total. The Niners are one point favorites. This is basically a pick them here. Um, the reason why this game is taking place in Arizona is because uh, the, C- the San Francisco 49ers who play their home games in Santa Clara, California, have uh, you know been required to by state by state law to move their 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 venue uh, as contact sports have been uh, outlawed in in uh, in Santa Clara during this during this time of COVID and during this pandemic. So uh, San Francisco will now play their home games in the state of Arizona for the remainder of the season. Uh, so, um, this game being played in Arizona, the, in terms of injuries, San Francisco, uh, Debo Samuel is, uh, was a DMP with a hamstring injury. So he's questionable for the game on Monday. Uh, his cornerback, Juan Williams, he was questionable, uh, for this game as he was DMP at practice with an ankle. Um, and then. Uh, for the Buffalo Bills, uh, obviously John Brown, he's on the injured reserve, uh, but they had some guys on the on defense that were uh, questionable, and tight end Reggie Gilman was also questionable. Uh, but in terms of how this game plays out, I'm taking the under. I'm actually going to take the Niners to cover. I'm going to take the Niners to win. Uh, Josh Allen without uh, John Brown, uh, we've seen that ceiling kind of not be there. Hopefully we get some more deep targets for for Dave, for Gabriel Davis uh, or even Stephon Diggs. But obviously you're going to play Diggs. You're going to play Allen. Uh, despite San Fran being a little bit better on defense in recent weeks, uh, I'm not really interested in run, running backs on the Buffalo side with Moss. You're either hoping for a touchdown and with Singletary, you, you just know that you're not going to get one unless he scores from 30 yards out. Uh, for, for San Fran, though, uh, Mostert, and Reed, I think, are in play. Uh, if Debo is healthy, I think you could play him. But obviously, uh, you know, this game is on Monday at 8.16 p.m. We, we get a Monday night doubleheader as the Washington football team and Pittsburgh Steelers play at 5 p.m. on Monday. Uh, but this game being at 8, you know, you kind of have to, uh, you'd have to wait it out. Um, and then Ayuk, I think I, I would play Ayuk, um, but it would, it, it would be a desperation flex for me. Uh, coming off COVID, he had, you know he hasn't been playing for two weeks, uh, so he you know that tells me tells us he he probably he actually had COVID because um, he was still on it through the bye week. Um, yeah, I so you know he's a desperation flex for me, but that's about it. Uh, Greg, where are you at with this match? Uh, with this game, I'm taking the over. I'm taking the Buffalo Bills to cover. Uh, I'm taking the Buffalo Bills to win. Um, yeah, on the Bills side, Josh Allen, you know, QB1, I think, in this matchup. Uh, but the focus is definitely on the receiving game after that. Uh, the running game, I think, you know, it's not never really going to give you enough upside to confidently start them um, if you're looking for points. But uh, Diggs, you know, he's the guy, wide receiver one for sure. Uh, Cole Bleasy and Gabriel Davis, they have tougher matchups. Um, not as excited about the soup. They're more flex plays. I think Davis has maybe the highest upside because um, I think he can probably beat Richard Sherman on some matchups. Uh, on the 49ers side, Morsert 
is the lead dog, definitely in carries. You're starting him. Jeff Wilson Jr., I think he's also going to be involved, uh, especially in the red zone. So he's playable as well um, on the receiver side. Debo is definitely the lead guy uh, over Ayuk as the strong wide receiver too. Ayuk uh, can have some flex value. And um, Jordan Reed, yeah, he's, he's also in play. Um, is definitely a good streaming tight end this week. Yeah, man. Uh, this yeah, Buffalo can get run on, so I, I like the Jeff Wilson uh, add yeah, yeah, yeah. too, man. Um, or, moving on to this next matchup, the last matchup, which will be on Tuesday, eight oh six p.m. We've got the three and eight Dallas Cowboys traveling to Baltimore to take on the six and five Baltimore Ravens. This is a forty-five point total. The Ravens are seven and a half point favorites in terms of this game. Uh, in terms of injuries. RG3, he's on IR with a thigh injury. Um, so, he, you know, the only active quarterback on the roster currently uh, is Trace McSorley. Uh, Lamar Jackson is still on the COVID reserve list. He's eligible to come off the list on Monday. So the big question is, will he return for this game on Tuesday? Uh, for Dallas, uh, Zach Martin is out with a high ankle sprain. Um, and Cam Irving, left tackle, um is questionable for this game as well. Uh, Greg, where are you at in terms of this game? Uh, I'm taking the under. I'm taking Baltimore to cover, and I'm, I'm going to take them to win. Um, yeah, assuming that Lamar Jackson is able to be eligible and play, uh, that definitely changes the whole analysis for this game, especially on the Ravens side. Um, mm-hmm. Lamar being a you know QB1 that he is uh, in this matchup. Uh, the running game, you know, I think you could rely both J.K. and Mark will both be off the reserve list as well. Uh, but J.K., I think you can start as a upside RB2. Um, and as far as the receivers, uh, Mark Andrews, uh, is he he's not also out as he as well. Mark and Mark. So actually, so Mark Andrews is not off of the list. Uh, Mark Ingram was not. A, he's eligible to come off the list, but he was not activated from the list. Uh, J.K. Dobbins was officially activated from the list. Okay, yeah, so I can definitely trust J.K. to be there. Uh, other than that, um, if you were really desperate, you could throw Hollywood out there um, if he can, you know, can make something happen. Uh, on, but I'm not doing it. You know, on on the Calva side, uh, <laughs> pretty much Amari Cooper. Uh, you're starting him with confidence. Zeke, you know, you're you're playing him, still playing him at this point. You you were stuck with him. Probably weren't able to trade him. Uh, if you bought him, you're definitely stuck with him. So. You're playing him, and um, you know Dalton Schultz could have some some tight end value, and but and CD Lamb is a flex. Yeah, I'm gonna take the over here. I'm gonna take Baltimore to cover Baltimore to win. This is all assuming that Lamar Jackson plays, and you know Vegas usually doesn't even put a total out if the quarterback, you know, if they don't know who the quarterback is, and the fact that uh, FanDuel Sportsbook had this line out, that tells me that. You know, that, that implicates to me that Lamar Jackson is going to play. Um, <clears throat> but again, you know, keep an eye on that. This is going to be tough because he plays on Tuesday. So I would have a contingency plan ready in case he doesn't play, uh, depending on what you need to win your matchup. Like, you know, if I'm projected to win, you know, by handedly amount, I'm not going to I'm not going to risk it. Maybe I, I'd rather go play Ryan Tannehill, Ryan Fitzpatrick, if he's a starting uh, Taysom Hill. You know, maybe even Baker Mayfield and just take my points right now, uh, you know, as opposed to, you know, something happening with this game. Uh, But either way, I do believe Lamar will play. And so if you need that upside, play him. 
Uh, J.K. Dobbins, he's in a great spot as well, uh, having having been officially activated. Uh, so I think he overtakes that workhorse role that we saw uh, Justice Hill kind of using or kind of being used in. Um, I'm gonna also take. Uh, I'm also gonna take the shot on Hollywood. Uh, you know, I know uh, it's been tough, but he he had a good. Uh, you know, had a good. Uh, a good showing last week was productive. Uh, had had scored on the seventy yard touchdown. Gets a matchup here against uh, Dallas, who you know Dallas has been uh, uh, terrible against wide receivers all season. Cornerback uh, Anthony Brown, uh, he's one of the top corner. He's top five in terms of uh, fantasy uh, fantasy points, half PPR points allowed per coverage snap. So uh, I, I'm going to take the shot on Hollywood there, especially with no Mark Andrews available in this game, uh, and then. Des Bryant maybe intrigues me a little bit. He's been working the middle of the field a little bit as well, where Mark Andrews obviously uh, gets his, his most of his work done. So uh, maybe in, in DFS or uh, in, a, in a PPR league, uh, maybe, 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 maybe we could play Des. Uh, but uh, for Dallas, uh, Zeke and Amari Cooper. Uh, Amari Cooper is definitely more confidence than I, I have playing him than I do Zeke, but... Uh, those are the only two guys I'm willing to play. Uh, not even Dalton Schultz, but he is one of 32 tight ends, so I guess you could always play him. All right, man. Now it is time for that money time, man. These starts of the week, Greg. So, Greg, who is your quarterback start of the week this week, man? Oh, man. This week, I'm a quarterback position. I got to go with my man Ryan Tannehill versus Cleveland, uh, you know, even through that tough stretch of schedule, you know, I had Chicago, Indy, Baltimore, and Indy again, you know, he still finished respectably uh, in the last two weeks as a QB9 and a QB8, very impressive, you know, still getting two touchdowns, two total touchdowns in the last two games, uh, he's top 10 in passing touchdowns uh, with 23 and top 10 in yards per attempt, uh, according to player profiler, uh, expect a top five performance here, you know, versus a very easy, you know, easier secondary uh, in Cleveland, AJ Brown's got the cake matchup, versus Terrence Mitchell. Corey Davis should also be involved, along with Anthony Ferkser. You know, a lot of opportunity for Tannehill to get points Sunday, not to mention the highest point total of the week at 53.5. Start Ryan Tannehill up with confidence. Oh, man, this is crazy. This has not happened all year. Uh, But I also picked Ryan Tannehill as my quarterback start of the week. (laughs) Um, But I'm... I'm It's cool. I'm, I'm going to give y'all another one, but I just, you know, to add on yeah, man, to what Greg is really saying, juicy this week. Uh, about Ryan Tannehill, because this is a good matchup, man. Uh, Titans, they have the third highest implied team total. Uh, you know, in Cleveland, they look like they've been a bad matchup for quarterbacks the last few weeks, but their opponents have fallen victim to the same weather the Browns have, have endured. Uh, but they have let up, a, they let up a quarterback 13 finish to uh, Mike Glennon last week, and they let up a, a QB4 performance to Joe Burrow in Week 7. So, again, to reiterate what Greg was saying, fire up Ryan Tannehill this week, who's had back-to-back top-10 performances in what were quote-unquote bad matchups. But my quarterback start of the week, uh, my other one, assuming that uh, he he doesn't, that Tua doesn't play, uh, it's got to be Ryan Fitzpatrick, man. Yes, sir. Uh, he's, got this, he's got this matchup against Cincinnati. Are, yeah, Cincinnati, who, who've just been beat up by quarterbacks, uh, beat up by basically everybody, man. So if Ryan Fitzpatrick plays, uh, I think you could have confidence in him this week to be a top-12 quarterback. 
uh, and, and get the job done for you this week, man. Yeah, definitely like that. <laughs> great lines think great minds think alike, man, you know. Yes, of course. Absolutely, man. Uh but Greg, your running back start of the week, man. I know you didn't steal my my, my running back oh, here, man. so I'm not worried about <laughs> it. Oh, okay, I hope not. I don't know. I got, I got I got Dave Montgomery going against Detroit. Uh, you already know how I love targeting running backs versus Detroit. One of the best matchups in fantasy for running back position. Uh, AG and JD McKissick, Mike Davis, they all scored against this defense. Um, I'm expecting to hear again for Dave Montgomery. Uh, Detroit's given up 21 total touchdowns to the running back position. That's basically almost two a game. Uh, last week with the 16 touches, and you know Dave Montgomery got 143 yards, got a touchdown. Uh, very in uh, also a very favorable matchup versus Green Bay. He ran a season high 37 routes last week as well. Uh, week to week, he's getting this RB1 opportunity. Uh, delivering on his ADP very nicely throughout the year. Uh, he's top 10 in amongst uh, running backs in opportunity share in and in targets. So he's going to be able to dog against this destroyed defense with Mitch. Yeah, man, I like I like the David Montgomery play this week, man. He's getting getting a lot of volume, uh, and the matchup is great this week. Uh, my running back start of the week is going to be Miles Gaskin, man. That's right, Gas man. Feels so good to do this again, yes, sir. Miles Gaskin against Cincinnati, uh, and the best part, uh, you know, the be- the best part is the reason he's a great play, uh, other than being the gas man, of course, is that he's going to get this volume. Uh, the the reason we fell in love with him in the first place. The only other healthy running back for the Dolphins on Sunday is expected to be Patrick Laird. So this is just in time to get this matchup against Cincinnati. They've been pretty pretty much been terrible against running backs all year. So Miles Gaskin, start him up, man. Yeah, I definitely love that. Greg, your wide receiver start of the week, man. What do we got? Uh, this week I'm going with Cooper Cup versus Arizona. You know he's probably got the best slot matchup of the week uh, of anyone versus Arizona and Byron Murphy, uh, giving up a lot of points to the fantasy uh, and fantasy to the opposing wide receiver. Uh, Cup, you know, season in the last four weeks has been pretty much up and down, but this, you know, this falls on a high week to give you some fantasy analysis there. And also Jared Goff, I expect him to bounce back, uh, and that usually starts with feeding Cup. He's getting 8.8 targets a game still. Uh, Cup also killing in that yak, that yards after catch getting 416 that's second amongst the position uh and yeah he should be able to dog versus arizona uh the easy slot matchup is basically the easiest matchup in football so there you go yeah man i i like that one a lot cooper cup was somebody that i was looking to uh somebody that definitely uh managers probably need a little confidence boost to put in their lineup uh, yes, somebody sir. else who probably needs a little confidence boost gonna be michael Pittman jr man going Ooh. up against houston <clears throat> I know the rookie disappointed last week. Still saw nine. Still saw nine targets. Uh, he's seen at least seven in, in three of, in three of his last four games. He's had at least fifty uh, receiving yards in three of his last four games, and he's now seen the Houston secondary that will be without their best cornerback and Bradley Roby. I know T. Y. Hilton historically kills against the 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 Houston Texans. I get that, and he'll probably do it again on Sunday. But Michael Pittman Jr. Uh, with that target share or that target volume, that's too hard to ignore there. And he's got he's got just as good as a, a matchup as Ty this week. So uh, expect him to pick up where he left off as a strong wide receiver too this week. Yeah, definitely love that. You know, it's, it's juicy matchup. Yeah, man. Uh, got to give you know, got to give some love to the young guys, man. Uh, yeah, for sure. Greg, <laughs> your tight end start of the week, man. What do you got? 
Uh, I'm going with Mike Isecki, uh versus uh, in this matchup versus Cincinnati. Uh, you know, assuming Ryan Fitzpatrick is starting again with that same thing. Um, this entire Miami offense has a good matchup versus Cincinnati, especially for Mike Isecki, who scored last week. Uh, his first time since week three. Um, both his routes run and snap shares up in the last two weeks with Fitz. Uh, you just get more meaningful targets from Fitz, man, especially in the red zone uh, where he's got 10 on the season. Uh, I think Mike Isecki, his value is back with Fitzy. Yeah, man, I agreed. And even those 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 jump balls that Fitz knows only Gasecki can get, uh, you you get those back there too, man. Yeah. Um, my tight end start of the week is gonna be Anthony Ferkser, man. Going with the Ooh. stack, stacking my my running my my tight end with your quarterback start of the week. Uh, go gets to go up against Cleveland. Uh, John Drew Smith is out for the Titans, and he's he's seen a decent amount of tar- of targets the last three weeks compared to Ferkser. Uh, Ferkser has been more efficient with his targets, though, catching more of them. But now Ferkser should see an increased opportunity here. And the timing is perfect because Cleveland has given up four straight top 12 finishes to a team's tight end group. Uh, and that includes a top five uh, finish as well as a number one overall finish. Uh, this game has a high total, and I like Ferkser's opportunities here. So uh, pick them up, start them up with some confidence. Oh, yeah. Get money, money, take money, money, yeah. I'll be counting five, ten, twenty, honey, yeah. All right, man. Now it's to that money time. Ching to ching. G money, Greg money. Yeah, get you money, already know. Whatever yeah, you want to yeah, call yeah. it. But <laughs> I gotta, I gotta make a comeback here, man. So uh, I get the first pick this week. You do, you do. Um, let me open this up and see who I'm gonna take first. A lot, of, a lot of things going on here, you know. The chess game continues. Oh, yeah. It definitely does. Um, but, you know, we're going to we're gonna see. We're going to see. <laughs> My, uh, I'm going to go with uh, Devontae Booker. That's going to be my first pick there. Okay. Okay. 6,000. Yeah, get that cheap play out of there. Um, I like that. Um, I'm going to go with try to... To try to make my line work as much as possible, I'm gonna take the gas man first. He is 5,500. Um, I'm gonna put him in that flex value. Mm, that is a good one, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for me, I'm gonna go uh, my, my second running back. I'm going James Robinson, uh, 7,800. I like that for sure. Uh, at my first RB position, I'm taking Austin Eckler. Uh, he's gonna be $7,000 going against New England. Yeah, that's great. That's a great one there too. Yeah. Uh, for my flex spot, I'm gonna go with Derrick Henry, ten thousand. Woo! Woo! Bringing the juice this week. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna try to bring it right back. Uh, a little cheaper though. I'm going as my second running back, Nick Chubb, eighty-seven hundred, going against Tennessee. Mm, same game, same game. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. For uh, <laughs> for my first wide receiver, I'm gonna go with Devontae Parker, sixty-eight hundred, going up against Cincinnati. I like that. As my first receiver, I'm going to take in Adam Thielen. He's back, uh, seven 800, going against Jacksonville. Uh, yeah, continuing to hopefully get this lead back in touchdowns. Yeah, I'm going to go for my second wide receiver. Um, I'm, I'm taking a shot on the targets here. Um, going with Brandon Cooks, man, 6,500. Okay, yeah, you know, Deshaun, you know, we still love him, so he's going to have to make it happen with someone. Uh, as my second receiver... I'm going to take Cooper Cup, my wide receiver start of the week at 6,600. Uh, got the easy matchup against Arizona in that slot. 
Yeah, for my third wide receiver, I'm actually going to go with my wide receiver start of the week, uh, Michael Pittman Jr., 5,600. I like that. Uh, definitely was going to go that route, but I'm going to just switch it up and lock down Ryan Tannehill now, uh, 7,800 at my quarterback position uh, while I figure out that third wide receiver. Yeah, for my uh, tight end spot, I'm going to get Anthony Ferkser, 4,600. Uh, Got to get that that cheap tight end in there. Yeah, for my tight end, I'm going to take TJ Hawkinson, uh, pretty the steady horse that he is uh, at the tight end position, 6,100 going against Chicago. Oh, the matchup's good there, too. Yes, uh, sir. For my defense, I'm going to go with the Seattle Seahawks, 4,700 going up against the New York Giants. Um, for my defense, I'm going to take the Miami Dolphins, uh, 4,900, most expensive on the day versus Cincinnati. Uh, hopefully they can make a lot happen. Uh, for my quarterback, oh, yeah, we'll just stay where, we'll stay where we're at. I don't want to change anything. My quarterback, I'm going to go with Taysom Hill, 7,700 going up against Atlanta. Ooh. Like that, definitely. Uh, I was trying to get Corey Davis in here, but I can't. So I'm going to squeeze in for my last spot. Nelson Aguilar, uh, 5,400, uh, going against the Jets. You know, Derek Carr, we hope for this whole entire offense bounce backs, and hopefully Nelson Aguilar leads the way. Uh, slide him in is my last spot. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I think for the first time all, uh, first time all year, I didn't have to change a thing. Yeah, I started changing Michael Pittman, but, you know, it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, For some reason, I like yeah, changing. No, I thought, it, seems, it seems to help me out in a good way. <laughs> not, nah, and that's why I didn't, you know what? I said, you know what? Let me just be on players that Greg is not going to be on this week. <laughs> so let, let me just try to be, because I feel like that always happens to me where me and you are on the same players, and so I end up having to change my lineup. And I was like, I'm just, I don't want to have to change anything this week. Let me just try to get to a lineup where I don't have to change anything. So, yeah. Um, I, so, rounding out my roster, uh, my quarterback, Taysom Hill, 7,700. Uh, Devontae Booker, 6,000. James Robinson, 7,800. Uh, Brandon Cook, 6,500. Devontae Parker, 6,800. Michael Pittman Jr., 5,600. Um, at tight end, I've got Anthony Ferkser, uh, 4,600. Uh, my flex spot, I've got Derrick Henry, 10,000. And uh, at defense, I've got the Seattle Seahawks, 4,700. Uh, I like that. Got Ryan Tannehill for me at the quarterback position, 7,800. Austin Eckler at 7,000 uh, as my RB1. Nick Chubb as my RB2 at 8,700 going against Tennessee. Adam Thielen as my wide receiver, 1. Uh, at 7,800. Cooper Cup is my wide receiver, two at 6,600. Nelson Aguilar at the wide receiver, three slot at 5,400. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, 6,100 as my tight end going against Chicago. The Gas Man, Miles Gaskin, 5,500 in the flex. And Miami's defense going against Cincinnati at 4,900. Dubs. Uh, <laughs> I like that <laughs> one, man. I like that one. Uh, hopefully, I can make this comeback, man. Hopefully, I can. If not, man, it's, it's it's not. I'm gonna come in full tilt on Monday. Really will. I really will. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. I'm going to slide this into all my other play lineups now too, so I don't mess up and not play this lineup everywhere. 
<laughs> yeah, man, absolutely. Got to make sure you don't miss out on that cash, man. Yes, sir. Um, all right, y'all. Appreciate you for listening, uh, spending this time with us. Uh, it's been great, as it always is, talking to you all about fantasy football. So, again, uh, please hope you enjoy this weekend's slate of games. Hope you enjoy uh, Monday and Tuesday night football. Uh, we will uh, talk to you guys on Monday, uh, recapping week 13. Uh, good luck this weekend. Get those wins. Get into the playoffs. Uh, but make sure you please follow us on social media, Twitter and Instagram, at FFDiagnostics. Follow Greg on Instagram, at We underscore Made It. And follow me on Twitter and Instagram, at JRFootballNerd. Have a good one, everybody. And we are out. We out.